Hi, I'm Jacqueline, and this is Mothering Through, a podcast for women and moms who are just doing the best that they can. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for joining us this week on Mothering Through. So uh, this week's guest is Mackenzie Hansen, and she is a really good friend of mine and has so graciously agreed to be my guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just going to kind of let her introduce herself, and uh, I, I just want to know your motherhood origin story. Like, start out with that. My villain origin story. Yes, I would like to say I'm such a good friend to Jacqueline that she just made me clean up her floors, <laughs> and I did it, yeah. and I'm in my pajamas, so. Yeah, I I am very flustered, and I accidentally left the water on after I was done filling my cup up, and it fully overflowed and just went everywhere on my floor, so thank you, Kenzie. She's my janitor and my friend. That's and what my friends are for. <laughs> Oh, anyway. And I'm not getting paid, but it's okay. Yeah, paid in friendship. I thought about taking you to like swig or something to get you like a drink, but then you got a drink at dinner. So I was like, ah, oh, she doesn't need one. <laughs> it's fine. So anyway, here we are. And uh, yeah, thank you for doing this. Oh, you're so welcome. So yeah, I'm Mackenzie and my motherhood origin story is... That I had kids, I guess. <laughs> That's how you become a mother? So, well, when did you, how did you meet Chris? Like, tell us about your husband. Oh my gosh, you want to go that far back? Yeah. Okay. So tell us about your husband. And okay, so my husband. When you met him. Super cute. I met him in, I think it was 2012, so it's been a hot second. And then we were just like friends, and then we were like, oh wait, are we not? Is there more? <laughs> and then we, anyway, long story short, we got married. And what year did you get married? Um, 2014. Okay. So you got married. I did. And then did you want to have like kids right away or <clears throat> did you want to wait? Like what? Cause you were in school. We were when in you school. Got married. Yes. We were in school when we got married and we waited until we had both graduated. And then we we're kind of at this crossroads of like, okay, you, like Chris was going to go get his master's degree and I was either going to jump into my career or start having kids. But my chosen career path was it was going to be mutually exclusive. Like I would not have been able to have children while doing what I wanted to do. And so we like really had to make a decision. And so we decided to start having kids, which is great. We were thrilled. And then we kept trying. And then we kept trying. And then no kids were coming. And it was um, kind of frustrating. Like, how long, how long did you try to get pregnant before you were like, uh, something's wrong? So we had been trying to get pregnant for six months when my doctor said something might be wrong. Mm-hmm. It hadn't even crossed my mind that something would be wrong. You're like, this is so weird. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's been six months, but some people's bodies are different. I don't know. And then my doctor at just like one of my annuals, he was like, oh, um, six months. You might want to check some stuff out. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we did. We started doing tests and doing medications. And it was not a fun time. 
and everybody else was getting pregnant, of course. But yeah, it was, it was, um, another, gosh, how long was that? It was almost a year later that we finally got pregnant. I think it was like 10 months or something from the time that the doctor like had said, had you said, should probably look. Yes. Cause it was around stuff. my birthday when he was like, Oh, that's weird. And then it was, I didn't get pregnant until May of the next year. So that's 10 months. Yeah. So did, what would, what ended up being wrong? What was wrong for all of you that are curious about <laughs> my, my body, my fallopian tubes were all clogged. I don't, I don't even know. Like to this day, I don't know what like exactly. What yeah. But they were just like blocked now blocked with what? That is the question. I don't know at this point in time. I'm not sure that I want to know. Fertility like, issues are so weird <clears throat> because they're, it's like nobody knows. No, it's nobody wild. knows why. Yes. yes. And sometimes you never know. Right. And so. so something about my fallopian tubes, they were blocked. I don't know. And then the doctor did a procedure to get them unblocked, which super sucked. Like, I did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked, I guess, because we got pregnant like two months later. Oh, my gosh. Actually, no. Here's the story. So it was May, and we'd been, so we'd been trying for like a year and a half, I guess. And I was like, you know what? I am just going to throw in the towel. I'm going to go ahead and start applying for some jobs because, like, clearly this path is not working. I'll just go down the other path. So what was your career, first of all? Oh, yeah. Because why was it mutually exclusive? So I got a degree in geological sciences. And my chosen career path that I was really hoping to go into was, like, studying in the field. (laughs) And that's not really something you can do with kids. Yeah. So, and I also had thought about because you would have had to go on a lot of like, yeah, a lot of um, excursions, field trips, <laughs> field trips. <laughs> like I don't know what, like what grown up field, field trips. trips for work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is just not super feasible with um, oh, kids. No. And I'd also thought about going back for a master's degree. Um, but my husband was getting his master's degree at the time. And so I, there just would not have been yeah. either enough money or time. Right. Like it well, all just would have been crazy. So anyhow, I started one Monday. I was like, okay, I'm throwing in the towel. And I started applying for jobs. Well, not even applying. I was just sprucing up my resume. And all of a sudden I had cramps and I was like, my period is not supposed to come for a week. So what? And then I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And so, you were like, okay, the the, the, the procedure worked. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Thank you, fallopian tubes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us about that because you had kind of a surprise. Oh my gosh. So you yes. found out you were pregnant. So I found out I was pregnant after trying for so long. So it's like, oh my gosh, so exciting. Like, yes, finally. And then it was twins. And that first ultrasound, I am not going to lie to you devastating it was just like oh my gosh just the weirdest mixture of feelings like oh for sure I'm so excited but also like like I wasn't planning on two I'm sorry I didn't realize this was a buy one get one free except he wasn't free no absolutely not free (laughs) you still have to pay for it for me 
real. It was just, and I felt so ungrateful too because we'd wanted this for so long. But at the same time, I was like, I live in a tiny apartment and my husband is in school. And like, how are we possibly going to do two at a time? Also, I'm a tiny human being. Like, how am I going <laughs> to carry two babies? So you carried them to 38 weeks though, didn't oh, you? Oh my gosh, yes. So I, I really should not complain because it was an incredibly healthy pregnancy, zero complications. I mean, it was like uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah, I went full term, no NICU time. They were super healthy. That's so awesome. So I like really should not complain. But also it was twins. <laughs> so like, <laughs> just I feel like, I feel like every twin parent can relate to that probably because right. that feeling of like thinking it's going to be one baby and then finding out there's two. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even imagine because I am such a planner Yes, that I yes. think I would have cried. I like, I had everything <laughs> planned out. So we had, we were living in a one bedroom apartment, you know, mm-hmm. and I had it planned out. Like we're going to have our one crib over here and the one bouncer over here. <laughs> we're going to have the one of this. And then it was like, oh my gosh, we actually have to have many a thing. Yeah. So yes, oh, just, gosh. just not, um, not my plan. Obviously, it was great, and I love my kids. Well, so, like, so far in your, like, journey of having twins, what do you feel like has been the hardest age so far? Like, was it harder when they were newborns, or was it harder when they were toddlers? Oh, my gosh. I think every parent will have the same answer, is that it's all hard at different (laughs) stages, right? it's different types of hard. Yes, exactly. But I think think it was the newborn stage that was the hardest. And I, I really think, I have friends that would be like, oh my goodness, having my baby was so hard, but I I shouldn't even say that to you because you had it way harder than me. And I am a firm believer that for your first kid, even if it's two or three, if it's just one, going from zero to having a child slash children, that is monumentally hard for just about everyone. Mm -hmm. Like that adjustment from zero to something is like, oh, just so difficult, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to say that the newborn stage was the hardest because you're like adjusting to having kids in general, right? Right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I think it would have been hard with a singleton also. But oh my gosh, yes, and they were not like the greatest babies. So, like, my pregnancy with twins was super chill, and then they were not great babies. <laughs> and then my second pregnancy with my my singleton, my baby. He was like a hard pregnancy. It was not great. It was painful, uncomfortable, just really not a great Which time. Which is so weird to me. I know. That I like have... you were more uncomfortable with Charlie than you were with the twins. Yes, right? <laughs> that I makes know. no sense. I felt, I felt like it was very unfair. Yeah. But he has been the best child ever. So maybe there's something to it. That's Good pregnancy, so hard babies. Yeah, I guess choose your battle, like choose your hard, right? For real. So like if you, like what would you say to yourself looking back at that ultrasound, like after that ultrasound? (laughs) Or like what would you say to anybody who like goes through that and like has that like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do two babies at once? Like what advice would you give a twin mom? Um, If I could go back to the ultrasound I think I would just, like, pat myself on the shoulder and be like, oh, girl, it will get so much worse. 
<laughs> Just wait. They're comfortably tucked inside of you right now. <laughs> just wait until they're just on the outside. Probably just to like confirming your fears. <laughs> <laughs> if I could go back in time, I would make my anxiety anxiety worse. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to start worrying about this now instead of once you're born. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. But if I could give advice to twin moms or, well, any mom, really, I, it would just be like, hey, it'll pass. Like, all these hard things, just a phase, just a season. Like, it will pass. I just, I remember so vividly so many nights with the twins where it would be like 2 a.m. And I am like holding two crying babies, trying desperately to, you know, comfort them. And it's dark and they're screaming and I can't figure out what's going on. And I'm so tired, so tired, so tired. And I just remember feeling like there is no light at the end of the tunnel. I've done this for the last several weeks. I'm going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. Is this my life? And I, I just felt like, what have I gotten myself into? But that, yeah, that is my advice now is it will pass. I swear. I feel like this just like touches on a subject that like I've been thinking a lot about this week where I feel like I'm, I'm have had this battle with myself of like, this is just a phase. So like it'll pass, but also like, this is just a phase. Like yeah. you need to enjoy this. Yeah. And like, f- I feel like finding the balance between those two things is so hard. Yes. Because on the one hand, like Brooklyn will come into my room at night and want to get in bed with us, which I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, I don't want to share my bed with you. Get out Go of my bed. Go back to sleep. Like, this is so annoying. But on the other hand, the other part of me goes, oh, but it's so sweet that she wants to cuddle with me. And, like, right. she's not going to want to do this forever. Right. So I feel like that, that, like, this is just a face thing. It goes both ways. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's, and it's hard to, like. In the moment. Yes. It's really hard. Yeah. Like, my house is so dirty and I am beating myself up for it. But at the same time, I just need to give myself grace because this will not be my whole life. Someday yeah. they'll be teenagers and I'll make them clean the house. <laughs> and then we well, won't have to worry. And like, I look around and I'm like, oh, we just have like ugly toys everywhere. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? One day it's going to be not there. There's not going to be ugly toys. They're right. going to be in storage or at the DI or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to have that anymore. And Silas last night came home and there was something oh, the pillows were all on the floor. And he was like, why are these pillows on the floor? I was like, because we have children who live here. <laughs> and he's like, well, can they move somewhere else? <laughs> and I was like, In no. a few years, yes. They cannot. When they turn 18, they can. <laughs> but yeah, and it's like, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, I, I have to like remind myself to enjoy it. Yeah. But also it's okay to be frustrated too. Right. Like it's good to have, have both of those things. Don't repress it. Exactly. <laughs> Feel the feelings. <laughs> um, so do you, 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 you said that like your pregnancy was harder with Charlie, which is your second pregnancy. And then the twins was easier, but what about postpartum? So my postpartum recovery with the twins physically was like super great. And I, I didn't know, I didn't do anything. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even think about it. It's probably just cause I was young and it was my first baby, but I was like, Ooh, okay. No complications, no troubles with my body. Everything was great. But, like, 
emotionally different story. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not even sure I realized it completely at the time, but like to a certain extent I did, but not, not fully. I didn't fully realize how off things were, Yeah. but oh my gosh, I was so angry all the time. I was either super angry or like super full of joy and love. And it was like never in between. Yeah. It was like either one extreme or the other or the other. Yes. And I have to clarify, I was not ever angry with the babies. You were just like always mad angry with my husband (laughs) (laughs) or like if the babies were frustrating me, Cause you know, yeah, they can be hard. Yes, I would one hundred percent take it out on my husband, <laughs> and I feel so bad. Of course, you know, in retrospect, um, but with my second pregnancy, I was able to get that addressed so much more quickly. Oh my gosh, thank heavens! Um, my doctor said that it is that like mom rage. Um, it was like a part of postpartum anxiety. I guess. I don't know. So I got on some anxiety medication, which has been amazing. I don't know why there's such a stigma about taking medication. It has been so great for me. So great. Like everybody has coping mechanisms and I feel like this one is like a really healthy coping mechanism. Like I could be drinking all day. I I don't think that would be safe (laughs) for my children. At least I'm here. I could be just like an absentee parent. Yeah. But instead, I'm here. Or, well, I think like for so long, there was this idea of like, you don't need medication. You should be able to handle it. Oh my gosh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I always think back to like the moms in like the 50s and I don't know how they did it. There was a lot of day drinking, (laughs) I guarantee it. (laughs) You're probably right. Because like, I would literally have gone insane like literally have gone insane yes and like I'm so grateful that there's like more resources and like it's talked about more because can you imagine like experiencing that and thinking you were the only person you're like I'm sure I'm the only one who gets this angry right or or gets this upset like you know what I mean like or like even just with like postpartum depression like I feel like there's so much more information out there now and like understanding about what postpartum depression is and how to like recognize it and like what to do when you recognize it. Whereas before it was like, you're on your own, like figure it out. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I just like have just so much like compassion for moms who just, well, moms in general, but, but especially for those who were moms back in the day when there's like, wasn't all this stuff, you know what I mean? Because, uh, I can't, anyway, I can't even imagine like, and just like postpartum in general. Like, I feel like that's like kind of a newer a newer idea to talk about is like nobody talks to you about what postpartum, like the postpartum journey. I use the word journey so much. I love that journey for you. (laughs) Need to stop using that word. I'm going to find a different word to use, but anyway, I can't think of another one right now. So a postpartum journey in general, like I feel like nobody told me about the giant diaper. Nobody told me, (laughs) nobody told me, Nobody told me that I was going to look six months pregnant after I delivered my child. <laughs> like, nobody told me those things. Yeah. Those are things that, like, I feel like are a little more talked about now. But before, like, up until recently, it was, like, a newer thing to, yeah. like, know about those things. Like, those aren't, like, common, like, knowledge. Right. That stuff isn't common knowledge. You okay, know what I mean? can we talk about how weird it is? When my grandma was a young mother, it was still, like, 
like you don't like talk you don't say the word pregnant what? or like like well remember like I love Lucy when she got pregnant and they showed her pregnancy that was like groundbreaking oh really I didn't know yes. that but my grandma so <clears throat> first of all you didn't really like talk about like I'm pregnant you would wear like a muumuu like hide your belly like oh, I don't is it shameful yeah, like to have had a child I don't is it shameful that you like procreated? I'm I'm just not sure where all that so came weird. from, but I'm so glad in the, you know, 60, 70 years that have followed. Which, that's another thing. I can't believe that the 50s was 70 years ago. <laughs> in my head, it's still 50, it's like 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago, yeah. I'm stuck in 2000, I think. Dude, the 90s was 30 years ago. It's not okay. Oh, okay. Not anyway, okay. I can't even, like, I can't even think about that. Anyway... I'm just, I'm really grateful that there's more resources like postpartum. And I think medication should be talked about more and should be normalized. Like it's okay if you need extra help to like normalize those hormones. Um, Well, you talked about like coping mechanisms. I feel like another coping mechanism that's really helpful is having like mom friends or like having self care, like those things. And I always say this, but like, you're so good. Like, having mom friends, having, like, a village, mm. <laughs> taking care of your needs. You're ugh, you're so good at prioritizing that stuff oh. and, like, making sure that you're your best self for your kids. Because I have to, I like, again, the mom guilt comes in, and I'm like, oh, I can't, like, leave them. And I'm like, why? I'm yelling at them. Like, I don't want to be here right now. I'm not a good mom right now. Like, I need to go take care of myself. I need to go take a shower. Like, anyway, so, like, what... How did you get to a point where you felt, like, connected enough with, like, your friends that you could, like, rely on them in, like, a village, quote-unquote, sense? Because, you know, they always say, like, oh, it takes a village. Like, what what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever truly felt like I'm at a point where I can call on my friends, but there comes a point when you have to. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I've ever or at least at first, felt like I'm comfortable enough that I could call on this friend for help. But there comes a point in time when you need the help desperately, so you're willing to reach out even if you're not ready. Does that make sense? Like with your friendships? Yeah. I don't know. But then reaching out does make you closer. As far as having like a village and having your like social village. The other day, I had a friend over, and it was getting real close to lunchtime, and her kids started getting hungry, and my kids started getting hungry, and I was like, hey, I'll just make lunch for all the kids, you know, like I was going to make them for my three anyway. I'll just throw some more nuggets in the air fryer for your kids, right? It's not gourmet, but it'll do. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. I'll do your dishes while you do that. And I was like, oh, no, don't touch my dishes. You really don't have to do that. And she was like, no, if you're going to make my kids lunch, I can do dishes. And I was like, okay thank you and she did and it was the best thing ever oh my gosh and I know we talk about that so often like you have to be willing to let people help you but heaven knows I don't do that like no no I'm fine you don't need to help me but I let her and I seriously could have cried I turned to her at one point in time and I was like is this what having sister wives is like (laughs) Is this why people do that? Because I think I get it. Yeah. I'm on board. No, I'm not. But like the whole husband sharing thing, not about that. Not about that. But. (laughs) But if they'll do my dishes, maybe I am about that. I don't know. (laughs) Is it worth it? Would I be amenable to it? Maybe. We could be negotiations. 
<laughs> Anyhow, yeah. So I was like, wow, is this what Sister Wives is like? Or is this just what it's like to have a village? Like, yeah. is this just what it is to have people why, you rely on? Why do we feel like we have to say no? Oh my gosh, yeah. What is that? Why, why do why we Why is all, that such a thing? And we all offer. Yeah, we're I'd all like, and I'm complete, like, it's like, the offer is genuine. Yeah. It's not like I'm just like, oh, can I bring you dinner? Can I come do your laundry? And but then. Secretly hoping they And don't then I'm say like, yes. oh, I really hope they don't say yes. Right, no, like, it's genuine. Because it's like. It's like, I would love that if somebody came over and helped me, but also I'm not going to say yes to that. Right. You know what I mean? Because yes. it's like, no, it, I feel like it's almost like a pride thing Yeah. where you're like, I don't need help. And I feel like it's a trained, like you have to train yourself to be like, okay, it's okay to say yes. It's right. okay to get help. Yeah. Have help with this. Like, yes. And, uh, and it's not shameful. No. For me, when she looked at my sink full of dishes, my cheeks were probably bright red. Flushed. Like, oh my gosh, don't look at my sink full of dishes. Like, it's so embarrassing. But, you know, you get over that shame and accept the help, and it's, it's great. It is. And then it's fine. Yes. And it's fine afterwards, and and then you help her at some... Like, right. Like, I think part of the whole it takes a village thing is there's a trade-off. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, right. you help me, I help you. You yes. help me, I help you. Yeah. And I feel like back in the 1800s, that's what it was is like the reason it took a village is because yeah, everybody had to help each other. Whereas like now we all feel like we can just, we have to just grin and bear it Yeah. and like do it ourselves. Yeah. And like, yeah, on the one hand, it's powerful to be able to say like, oh, I can do this myself. Like I set up those lights by myself. I set up some, uh, we just redid our tiles telling Kenzie, we just redid our tile backsplash and we had to order some new under cabinet lights and I set them up all by myself and girl boss. I had to like, granted Silas did drill the holes initially, but I did have to make them bigger to like fit the lights through the cabinets. And then I also set up, we, we got a new like wise cam for like our basement, like backyard. Cause we've been finding like footprints cause <gasps> our backyard isn't fenced off. Oh, so we've been finding footprints in our yard and Silas is like, we should probably get a camera to like see what's going on back there. Yeah. So anyway, we just ordered a camera and like I set it up myself. Not that like setting up a camera is hard, but like I like texted him. I was like, oh wow. Like I set up that camera. <laughs> I did like screw it into the drywall. I felt, or not the drywall, but the stucco that's like outside of yeah. our house. Anyway, so like granted there is merit to like doing things on your own, but I also think it takes somebody very confident and somebody very powerful to like accept help when they need it. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like imagine me with my chronic headaches back in, like you were saying, like the 1800s, like a little village. Imagine me. That would be amazing. I mean, I don't want to romanticize it because like, (laughs) ew, they didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. But you know, they like died of like scarlet fever and stuff. (laughs) Dysentery. (laughs) didn't like live through childbirth, but yeah, but I, but yes, like the village thing, I'm all about that. If I can pick and choose, it would be the village. <laughs> Pull for me. that part of it into now. Just that. <laughs> but yeah, if I had one of my headaches, I could probably just pass my kids off, go play with the cows, kids, or in neighbor Jacqueline's yard. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. And I, know. I could go have my headache in peace while you turn butter and watch my kids. Anyway, yeah, I feel like I have cultivated a pretty decent group like a like a social village in in lieu of a traditional village that can help me raise my children I I have yeah I have created a social village how did you do that oh my gosh how did I do that because I am so bad 
I am not kidding you. I'm so bad at making friends. It's oh. so hard for me. <laughs> oh my goodness. So hard for I'm me. I'm pretty sure you have a lot of friends. I do not have a lot of friends. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard for me to like reach out to people. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like too much work or, or like what it is, but how, like, how do you make friends as a mom? I have my category of friends where it's like, we are circumstantial friends. And I think if the circumstances were to change, we probably wouldn't keep up. Which sounds terrible, but they're also necessary, right? Yeah. Like I have, <clears throat> so for example, in that category are the people that are in my neighborhood. So it's like my twins got to know their kids because of either preschool or church. And so us moms are like, hey, our kids are friends. So like, I guess we have to be friends. And I, I don't know if we were to move away. Yeah. If like the, you would keep the other mom up. and I, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that sounds terrible, but it's also really good to have those kinds of people. Yeah. Well, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, actually, and they were talking about the different types of friendships and how you have to have friendships that are in close proximity to you because it it makes the most sense, which like, and it's okay because your friendships like wane and like ebb and flow. Yeah. Wax and wane and ebb and flow (laughs) throughout your life, like. And there's going to be some people who you, like, reach out to your whole life. And then there's going to be some people who you're not going to, like, be as close with them, like, forever. And that's fine. Yeah. Yes, it's totally fine. And not an insult. No, for sure. <laughs> no, well, like, and, and, like, they talked about a lot about, too, um, having friends who are in different phases of life as you. And how sometimes it's a priority for you depending on what your relationship is like. And sometimes it's not. And it doesn't mean that you don't care about those person. It doesn't mean, like... Like, you can't, you can't sit there and be like, oh, you're not my best friend because I don't talk to you every day. Like, you can, like, care about somebody a ton and have completely different lives that, like, don't coincide as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh, yes. So, I don't think you should feel bad. I don't think it's an insult. <laughs> yeah, so that's, like, another category. I have several friends that we don't even, like, talk about kids. Like, one of my friends doesn't have kids, and we talk, like, every other month. But it's great. And that that's, like... That's almost self-care to me. Like, a friend that I can talk to, and we don't talk about kids. Because she doesn't have any, and it's not relatable, and it's like... And I feel like it wouldn't be a productive conversation, because it's like... Yeah. She wouldn't necessarily understand, and, you know, like... Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's that category of friends where it's like we were bonded because of having kids around the same time, and play dates, Mm -hmm. and... That's not to say that my friendship with you is superficial. No. <laughs> it's not like just you only because like of me our because kids. my kids are the same age. As <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, like all these different categories of friends and they're all necessary and good. So what are other things that you do for self-care and why do you feel like it's important? Oh my gosh, self-care. Yes. Um it's just it's so important because you spend all day giving yourself away to your kids, giving, 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 or at least in this phase, right, where my kids yeah. are at home and I can't wait for school to start. But as of right now, it's just all day long, just giving, giving, giving. And that doesn't leave any room for me to be me and refill my cup. So there are a couple of things that I've done for self-care and heaven knows I need and would like more self-care, would like more massages, hint, hint, Christopher. Same. 
One of the things that my husband and I have done for the last few years is we each take a night out each week. And so usually his is on Thursday and just like right after dinner, he goes and does his own thing. He does not have to help with bedtime. He does not have to, uh, there's no expectations. It's just like, hey, peace out, go have a fun night, do whatever. And he usually plays games with his buddies. So like, it's not even wild. He doesn't take advantage. (laughs) He could could be going crazy, but it's fine, I guess. Um, And then, yeah, I... I take my night off, and it's just kid-free. Primarily, honestly, primarily, it's just that I don't have to, like, talk to my children for, like, two or three hours. I don't even necessarily do anything exciting, but it's just a chance. You feel like locking yourself in your room. Yes, and I have done that. Yeah, I have done that, and it's great. That's, that's enough for me. But then I also go work out usually only once a week. It should be more, but it's fine. So that's, you know, that's good for me and my mental health. And then the other thing that, oh my gosh, I should be better at, but I'm not, is I feel so much better when I get ready every morning by myself, which is so sad to say, like, man, that basic hygiene is such great (laughs) self-care. Like, honestly, the, the... The definition of self-care changes when you have kids. So true. Getting a massage. Like, don't get me wrong. I still like to get massages. In fact, I have been thinking, like, for, like, two months, I'm like, I really would like to get a massage and a facial. I'm, like, really into skincare right now. Oh, yes. Well, we're getting older. We need it. Yeah. Well, I, (laughs) yeah, for sure. I looked in the mirror, and I was like, I feel like I'd like to take better care of my skin. Yeah. Same. Since I don't do anything for it. Um, but yeah, like for me, like self-care, like I started doing a skincare routine and like, I hate doing it at night, so I don't do it at night, but I do it in the morning and I love it. It makes me feel like so pampered Yeah. when it's like basic necessity, like just putting some lotion on your face. (laughs) But I feel so like, I'm like, Oh, I'm taking such good care of myself. Yeah. As a mom. Yes. You're like, wow. Like, wow. Why am I so great? Why do I feel so good about this? Um, but yeah, like the definition of self-care changes. It's like taking care of your basic needs becomes, I mean, granted, I will say I read a post on Instagram today that was like, self-care is not ordering grocery pickup or going to the grocery store by yourself. I guess, but also, (laughs) but also I enjoy that. (laughs) I enjoy not going into the grocery store is what I enjoy. Oh my gosh. I hate grocery shopping. I used to love grocery shopping with the twins. And then I had Charlie, and I can't fit all of them in the cart anymore. Mm, yeah, that'll do it. And that that is what like, sent me over the edge. Like, nope, you're never coming in a grocery store with We're me. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah, no. I hate grocery shopping. I always have. Grocery pickup has been the best thing to happen to me besides, you know, like my kids and my <laughs> husband. And <stuff>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I, I mean, obviously you do need to treat yourself occasionally. But I think self-care can be in the form of taking care of yourself. Yeah. Just which makes physical. Yeah. Just like making sure that your needs are met. Yeah. Like we talked about this the other day about how if we don't set our mornings, then it just sets the tone for the day and it's just so bad. Oh my gosh. And that I hate to sound or to say this because I'm going to sound like I'm such a great mom (laughs) and I'm like really the most average mom. But when I get up early when I deliberately set an alarm and I drag myself out of bed, I am, and I get ready. I'm just such a 
more patient, loving person throughout the day. But if I'm woken by my children screaming at me at 7 a.m., Mom, can you make us breakfast? Mom, I'm Mom, hungry. I'm hungry. Yes. I'm hungry. I'm like, we're all hungry, okay? Yes, that sets me we off. We haven't eaten all night. Yes, and setting the intention for the day is so important. Now, I should say, uh, I get up before my kids like two days out of the week. So I'm really, you know. Work in progress. I am a work in progress. Same. But those two days, I get up maybe once a week before my Maybe. <laughs> if we're lucky. If it, like, happens that way. If I, like, naturally wake up, I'm like, oh, they're not awake yet. <laughs> this is awesome. And then I'm, like, such a better mom. Yeah. I, is, should, I should be more intentional. There Being is intentional something. Is, a, is something that, that, like, when you're intentional about stuff, it makes a difference. Yeah. But also, when you're so sleep-deprived, it's hard. It is hard. That's real hard. Well, we also talked about the other day about how... It sucks because we sacrifice so much. It's like, so why do much. I have to sacrifice my sleep yes. to like, so that I am sane? Yes. <laughs> That's so annoying. Oh my gosh. Especially because for me, I get chronic headaches. Like every day of my life, I'm getting headaches. And so yeah, sacrificing my sleep triggers my headaches. And when I have headaches, I'm not a nice mom. And so yeah. it just feels like the most unfair trade-off. Like, yeah. if I want to have a good morning, I have to wake up early. But if you wake up early, you're going to have a headache. So, and I, I know I should just take medicine more often. <laughs> Don't judge me for that. Okay, well, I, um, I wanted to end with something really random that I didn't warn you about. <laughs> um, just so that everybody can get to know, like, a fun part of you. I'm going to give you, like, a... I'm going to do, like, a lightning McKenzie trivia. Oh, gosh. So I'm going to ask you questions and just, like, whatever comes to your head. Okay. So, um, okay, first question is, what is the best concert that you've ever been to? It's a tie. Okay, so I went to a Jonas Brothers concert last year with some girlfriends. Wait, was it their Happiness Begins tour? Wait, which concert did you go to? The one in Vegas? No. Wait, which Jonas Brothers It was not the Happiness Begins. It was the, the next one. Okay. Were we at the, did we go together? No. And, uh, am, I, am I confusing? You're like, concert? wait, you were there? I also love the Jonas Brothers, and it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah, and right. I went with girlfriends, and so it was all, and we're all the same age, and so, like, just the, like, teenage. And the nostalgia, man. Yes. The, the nostalgia nos- to, like, uh, when I was, like, 15 years old and yep. in love with yep. Nick Jonas. Yep. And turns out I love Joe so much more now. Same. Same. Oh, my gosh. Same. Like, Same. His energy on stage. Yes. So much better. Oh, totally agree. Okay, wait. Well, what was the other one, though? That the other was a tie one, between. Yeah. The other one was an Imagine Dragons concert I went to with, also with some friends. And I am a huge Imagine Dragons fan. And I knew all of the words to all of their songs. That's the best. At this particular concert. And none of the people around me did. And so I was scream singing the whole time and like dancing like a maniac, and no one else was That's around the best. me. But it was so funny. <clears throat> That's the best when you know every single word to yes. every single song. You're like, I am. I'm I have here. never been happier. This is me. It's so fun. Yes. That's like we went to a Shania Twain concert, <laughs> and it was the best concert, uh, like still to this day. I'm going to Taylor Swift next month, so we'll see right, that might which one it. like you know passes. When the you other, say but we went to Shania Twain. Me and my sister. Okay. <laughs> Silas. Silas didn't let that? No, he won't even listen to Shania Twain. Um, but yeah, me and Madison went uh, with another friend and it was so fun. I we bet. were like literally in the, the highest possible seat, like the nosebleeds. Which like, honestly can be more fun. Oh, it was so fun. So I, 
I love that. Okay. Um, what is a song that when it comes on, you can't help but like sing along? You're just like, oh, that's my jam. Oh my goodness. Like right this second or? Yeah. Or just what, whatever. Yeah. Now. Okay. Right this second. If Flowers by Miley Cyrus oh, that's came a good on. one. I don't just I really love that feel song. it. Which is funny because it's not relatable no. to my life. No, same. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, I can buy myself flowers. But, but you're I'm... like, I'm in a very happily committed relationship with yes. a man that I love. Yes. <laughs> but also, I, yeah, I But can. I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> and I will if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> but he did buy me flowers on Valentine's Day. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, here's, uh, here's like a two-parter. Okay. What is a mom moment that you were not proud of this week? But then what is one that you were proud of? Just to keep it all relatable. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, to prove that I am a super average mom, um, just today, actually, one of our kids was, uh, he's just acting up a bit, and I lost my cool and yelled at him. And then basically 10 minutes later, the same thing happened, but my husband yelled at him. And I was like, Chris, we should not be yelling at our children. Oh. <laughs> like the absolute If you knew how many times I've done that. Like, like, and it's always within like 15 minutes. You're yes. like, like, actually, this happened two nights ago. Same. Where Isla was like so mad because Brooklyn kept getting out of bed. And then Silas like got up and I could tell, I was like, don't yell at her. Don't yell at her. After I had just yelled. I'm like, I'm like, be patient. Remember to be patient and be kind. Yes. Like five oh seconds earlier, I had like just been like, you get back in bed right, right now. Yep. <laughs> Why is it so much easier to tell somebody else to yeah. live a certain way and not well, like. It's, it's all the go- things that are going through my head in the moment as I yell at my kid. Like, like you, you shouldn't do patient. this. Yeah, same. Model yes. the behavior you expect <laughs> to see as I'm screaming at him to yeah. stop whatever it yes. is. Oh yes. my gosh. Okay, well then what's a what's a good mom moment this week to balance it out? Are there any? Yes. That is the question. <laughs> you were a good mom when you woke up. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's true. Yesterday morning I woke up early. I got ready, got breakfast ready for the kids before they got up, and that that was great. That was a good time. And then, you know what? Okay, here's one. Today, there was a point in time where I was like, I would just like to take a short break to look at my phone. And so I went and sat on the couch, pulled out my phone, and it's, there's like a, it's like they have a radar for it. Yes. All three of them from like different parts (laughs) of the house come swarming. And they're like, all of a sudden I need you. Yes. Yes. They're like, oh, you're looking at your phone. You wanted to relax for a second? No. <laughs> so I had one on my right leg, and I had one on the arm of the couch right next to me. It's like hovering above my head. And then the other one was like in my lap. And I was just trying to look at my phone. And I was getting so... You know how it is? Just like the overstimulation. Yep. Like, I needed a break. And now you're giving me like, not just the opposite of a break, but like plus some. <laughs> you're all touching me, and they're all like pushing each other, trying to look at the phone. People are trying to like scroll on my phone. I'm like, let me look at my TikToks in peace. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, so the proud parenting moment is that instead of freaking out and like Hulk throwing all three of them off of me, instead I was like, okay, yeah, we can look at some cat videos together. And I pulled up and pulled something up and we all looked at it and it was peaceful and it was nice. Good for you. And I didn't lose my cool. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Good for you because... That did not happen with me today. 
<laughs> I was on the phone with my mom, and I was like trying to like ask her a question about something, and I was like, "Okay, guys, I'm on the phone. Can you give me like five, like five seconds? Let me, let me just ask this question, and then I'll." And Brooklyn's like laying on me, and Harper's mm-hmm. like, "Hold me, hold me, hold me," and I'm like, oh "Take God. a step back." Yep. And I just like screamed, mm. and I was like, "I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call you back." <laughs> so. Way to um, make us proud. Anyway. It's all relatable. We've all been there. We, we really have. And that's why, that's why we're here. That's right. And, and to bring it full circle, here we are talking about relatability, <laughs> sharing our stories. That's right. Um, well, thank you so much for, for coming to my house and for being my friend and for sharing your story and... Just making us all feel a little more normal. I appreciate it. And um, yeah. Thanks for being here, everybody, and for listening. And remember to take a deep breath because you're doing better than you think you are. And tomorrow's a new day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Please consider subscribing and leaving a rating and review. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send questions, stories, or general podcast feedback to motheringthrough.pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.